Welcome to the NCO Journal Podcast, where we explore NCO professional development. This is a podcast series where we discuss published articles with authors and provide a forum for the open exchange of ideas, information, and solutions. I'm your host, Staff Sergeant Brandon Cox, Senior Editor of the NCO Journal. With us, Chaga Zapata, the Managing Editor of the NCO Journal, Sergeant First Class Valdo Akite, the NCOIC of the NCO Journal, and Tony Mena, a Senior Editor of the NCO Journal. Today, we discuss the article, Be Yourself, by author Command Sergeant Major Sean Carnes. Before we kick things off, Sergeant Major, could you please tell us a bit about yourself? Uh, sure. I'm uh, a core uh, Command Sergeant Major Sean Carnes, uh, currently the core, first core Command Sergeant Major, and, uh, you know, very excited uh, to be able to be on this uh, podcast because I think it's important uh, for us to get our voices heard as non-commissioned officers. Um, I grew up in uh, Indiana, Pennsylvania, a s- small county in Pennsylvania, probably about two hours west of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and, uh, you know, joined the Army in 1992, so been in the Army now going on 31 years, 31 years, a great uh, life experience and a great career. Uh, married to my lovely wife, Teresa, and we have uh, two great kids, uh, Matthew and Megan, uh, doing great things obviously for the world so you know love to have them in my life and uh i've served in you know every position from team leader up to command sergeant major in uh the infantry and then i also have a diverse background as a lot of uh non-commissioned officers not necessarily have is that joint aspect where i've you had the opportunity to be the command sergeant major of jtf bravo in honduras and also uh, CJTFO, which is the Combined Joint Task Force Horn of Africa, uh, Sergeant Major in Djibouti, Africa. So again, I appreciate you all having me on this podcast, and I look forward to our conversation. Thank you, Sergeant Major. And we again, we appreciate your article. Um, it's doing very well on social media. It's It's got a lot of attention. So Sergeant Major, what initially inspired you to write this article? I wrote the article uh, for soldiers and leaders because I, I think it's important as as we talk, you know, we go through uh, our institutional development, operational development, our self-development. It's it's important to get people to understand the the how, you know, and the how of doing things. And, you know, in, in BLC, you know, basic leaders course, uh, you know, they teach you about leadership and, you know, the influence, provide motivation, direction, inspiration um, to the formation. Um, but I, I think it's important to that you have to before that it's understand yourself. Right. So as you're coming up as a soldier, you, you know, we want them to master the fundamentals, master the craft. And that is also a time to self-reflect and understand who you are and being yourself, which will help you in the future of being a leader, to be yourself as that leader and not being somebody else as a leader. So I was inspired to try to give the how a little bit before you become a leader. Could you explain to us a little bit about, about what you mean exactly about being yourself? Sure. Being yourself as a leader, 
Um, you know, I think it, it goes into understanding about caring, authenticity, empathy, uh, your personal values, your life story, because all this feeds into, you know, being yourself, you know, speaking from the heart, um, understanding to have that balance, not just speaking from the heart, but speaking from the mind. So there's a balance in there. And then staying grounded to who you are, I think, are very important uh, on what it means to be yourself. Uh, because a lot of times, as, as you know, our operational development, so a lot of our leadership experience comes from watching others. And, and I've learned a lot of from, from different people, good and bad. Because remember, you can learn from bad <laughs> leadership at the same time, right, of what not to do. Um, but we, we look at that and sometimes we take that and say, hey, that is the way I need to be a leader. And I'll, I'll give you an example. So when I was coming up, I was not a good sergeant. I was not a good staff sergeant. Because I watched other leaders and I thought the right thing to do was to yell. Uh, to be aggressive. And and don't get me wrong, there's a piece that you need to be aggressive as a leader, right? Um, it's important. You just don't want that to become toxicity. But I think there's a piece to aggr aggressiveness. But I, I, I believe and I know that, hey, yelling is not going to get you anywhere. And that took me time to understand that. As you read in the article, you know, 10 years in the military, five years as a leader. And when I was at Fort Carson, Colorado, I had some great squad leaders and they, you know, kind of one day humbled me and said, Hey, Sergeant, Hey, this is some of the things that you could do uh, to help you better as a leader. And that is really where I started learning about number one thing, self-reflect uh, and understanding about caring and giving guidance and not necessarily yelling and understand that I give guidance, inspect what I expect. And then from there, if somebody fails at something, it's okay if you fail, right? Because I, as a leader, should be there to pick you up, dust you off and point you in the right direction and help you out. Because when we fail, we learn from that. But we learn from that from a great leader, as my first article, develop, you know, leadership is a relationship, but on inspiration, trust. I built that relationship with you so that you trust me when I pick you up, dust you off and point you in the right direction. Hey, OK, this is the right direction I go go with, because my leader that I trust is giving me the right directions, the right tools to become, um, you know, either a better soldier or to become a better leader. Sorry, Major. The, there were three sections here that you that that I focused on the the beginning here that and that kind of relate to the things that, that you just said about um, you know when you were when you were younger and you weren't you know the leader that you that you learned to become or to, that you developed into. Uh, caring, authenticity, and empathy. Now, I I, I was uh, I was in the Marines. And I, I, I'll admit too that I, at the beginning, I don't think I was, I, I wasn't a good leader either. I, I had, I had guys who, who I, I was in charge of, and it was more like paying lip service to doing what <laughs> needed to be done, rather than not because I wanted to do it or because I wanted to know them or take care of them, but because it's something that I had to do. 
And it's not until I became a little more seasoned that I realized, you know, it's about it's about caring for them. It's about being involved in their lives and and not just thinking of them as some expendable uh like a freaking bullet round or something. You know, it's oh, it's it's uh they're people and you know, it took me a while to to kind of learn that and to 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 look beyond that. And I think that one of the things that maybe that, that you kind of, you kind of, it's, it's in your article, but it's uh, self-awareness. I think it's, it's, it's one of the things that I think when I became self-aware about the fact that I was, I was kind of failing or just paying lip service. That's when I think that uh, when my leadership style turned around and I became uh, somebody that they, that they could, they, they would follow the hell and back. I, I would hope they would. So I just wanted to nope. throw that out there because I think uh, you know self awareness is a is a big deal and that was the main thing that I got out of your your article is that all these things yes you should be but if you're self aware enough then you become uh, then you're you're not just doing them because they need to be done but because uh, they're a part of you and I think that oh, kind of that I think that kind of brings up why there's so much diversity so like when I was reading this article I'm thinking about you know how. Why is it that everybody there's so many values, so many different beliefs and things like that? Because the army is made up of a group of, of a lot of people coming from all parts of the country, raised differently, different experiences, kind of like what Sergeant Major mentioned in his article. And yeah, all parts of the world too. So they're bringing in all this um, their story, these individual stories, and it's not until they uh, they kind of do that self reflection, understand that that there's a at least you know the army has a baseline for values and things like that. But I mean. Once they start merging all those things, that's when that uh, that growth begins to happen, right? It, totally agree, hundred percent with you. You know, everyone has a different social, economic, and cultural background. Every single one of us. Uh, you know, when I was growing up, uh, you know, my mom and dad divorced when I was younger. Two great parents doing great things. Um, great relationship with them uh, today. Um, my mom remarried. Um, but, you know, we were poor. I, I mean, we, you know, we we're buying clothes from Goodwill. And, you know, whenever you go to school, you know the deal. When you go to school and everyone else is wearing the Nike and the Levi's, and here I am wearing, you know, Goodwill clothing. Um, and it, it sucks. I mean, it just it's straight up, it, you know, it, it's not easy. But that built resiliency in me. Resiliency to overcome. And I overcome that. You know, I just a I just continued on what I was doing. So I, you know, that helped me build resiliency. But you know, again, you went back to self reflect. So then I, you know, in the army, I didn't understand that self reflect neither until, uh, you know, them four squad leaders came in and talked to me, and then that is where kind of light bulb, the light bulb clicked on, and I had to self reflect, and I also had to humble, right. You know, we got to humble ourselves. I humble myself to today. I ask all the time whenever, you know, I'm talking to the SAR majors is, hey, what am I saying? Does it make sense? Or, hey, does that decision make sense? I want their opinions. And and they open up and I'm humble and say, okay, what that direction I was just taking us in is probably not the right direction that we need to go. But we as people need to self-reflect. Um, and, and I do it daily. You know, and you, you can do it different ways. I meditate every single day. I find a time during the day to be able to meditate and just relax and let my mind go uh, to meditate on what I'm doing 
And am I doing everything I can do for the soldiers and leaders of our formations? So it's very important to self-reflect on yourself now, uh, on yourself as you're growing up and what values uh, that you were have attained from that uh, background that you have. So it's very important because all that comes together in who you are. And then from there, then you have to mold that from your experience of watching other people, good and bad leadership, mold yourself into the leader that you want to be. You, not somebody else. I was, you know, when I was coming up as an E5 and E6, I was being somebody else. I was not being myself uh, until them four squad leaders talked to me. And then I was like understood about being yourself and who you are as a leader, right? Because you also have different people. You have extroverted people, you have introverted people, and both of them are great leaders, right? Because they have found themselves and to understand how that comes together to make them successful in leadership. I, I want to kind of know, how did that conversation go down? What what did those squad leaders say? Did I mean, did they say, be yourself, or they were just saying, hey, this is something you're doing that's not that you're counter being counterproductive here or i'm just wondering how that went because that, that seems to have made a big impact in your career yeah it, it was definitely me being counterproductive uh i was you know making corrections when i would make corrections on them i'd be very aggressive i won't say i was necessarily yelling but it come it come probably pretty close and each one of them dear lord for them you know because but you know they come in there and and said, hey, you know, you don't need to, you know, get aggressive with us. You don't need to yell at us. Uh, we understand uh, what you want. And just give us guidance and let us go and and figure it out. And I was like, wow. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, wow. Okay. And as they left, you know, I, I sat, I actually sat there for probably good, you know, 30 minutes thinking about what they said. And looking back on my career, what made other uh, leaders successful, that was maybe not necessarily the right way, that it looked correct, but it was not correct. And that is really where I started understanding about being myself, as I talked about is, and I tell leaders all the time is, you know, we lead from the mind. We have to have a balance of not just leading from the mind, but leading from the heart. When you start leading from the heart and understand that balance, that is being yourself, right? Same thing with speaking. You just don't speak from the mind. You got to speak from the heart. When you start doing that, that is who you are, and that is where you're being yourself as a leader. Sorry, Major. One, one of the things that struck me when you you just talked about it a little bit that that the one little snippet of your of your of your life where you talked about your childhood and your your mother divorcing I thought for, for me when I read this article I, I it kind of it was something I could connect to it I don't I didn't have that kind of same experience something similar not not the divorce aspect but you know we grew up very poor in my household with a lot of us uh, but it was it was good to see that little picture of you and that you're 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 willing to kind of put yourself out there in a way that that kind of brought your humanity to the forefront. So I thought that I thought that was that was a significant uh, point of a part of your story that I that I enjoyed. Yeah. It, so that goes back to, you know, 
my my first article that I read uh, wrote, and you know my definition of leadership is leadership is relationship building, inspiration, trust, serving, and caring others, and that relationship, just like in our leadership definition, influence relationships are the biggest part of that to help you uh, be a better leader. And you build them relationships personally and professionally. Now, personally, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're going to the club with the person. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you're getting to know that person in and out. So, you know, is he married? Is she is he or she married? Is he or she, um, you know, have kids? Uh, is, you know, are their parents still alive? You know, where are they from? What's their background? Having them authentic conversations, being open to them and let them feel safe and open to be able to speak to you. That is where you start learning about that person. And then what's what's their goals? What's their goals? Just not professionally, but what's their goals personally? Because I'm telling you, if you're able to meet some of their goals, I mean, that is powerful, powerful as a leader to help them meet their goals. Number one thing, you they'll never forget you. They'll always remember you because hey, they they like, hey, he he or she helped me meet my goals. Um, but then, you know, they'll look back on that and they're going to take that example. And guess what? They'll add that to their kit bag when they become a leader. And we retain soldiers that way, right? Just having simple conversations with somebody. Five minutes. I've had a conversation with five minutes with soldiers and figured out, hey, they want to, you know, stay at JBLM. Or, you know, hey, they're having they're having troubles um, because, you know, my, my father is in a hospital right now. Just a five-minute conversation, right? When I go talk to soldiers, uh, especially in the motor pools, I, I go down there and I have this little ranger chair. And I'll put the ranger chair out and I'll sit on the ranger chair because I don't want to stand up in that authoritative manner. I sit down and just have a conversation with them. Hey, say, what's going on? How's everything going? And it is amazing when you just have a simple conversation because everyone says this hard. There's no such thing as a hard conversation. Just have a conversation, right? Like you would do with a friend. Just have a conversation. Hey, how's everything going, right? How, what are you all up to? You know, what you going to do this weekend, right? Hey, how's your wife doing? Or, you know, how's your family doing? And just get them to open up. And you have to make it safe and open as a leader because that's where the authenticity comes. Because then they will feel safe. They'll feel authentic to be able to give that conversation back to you and that information uh, back to you because they trust you. Uh, you know, I, I can build trust quickly because I'm open to them. I'm humble. I'm authentic uh, whenever I'm talking to them. I'm not in an authoritative manner. Just a little bit about my experience in the military. So I, I came from Marine Recon, and I think that your style, that authentic, um, very humble, very open style is like the best form of leadership, the very uh, angry and authoritative style is very counterproductive, especially against people that are in really good shape. Like, they'll do push-ups all day and laugh <laughs> at you. But if you are vulnerable and open to them, they will run through hell and back for you. Um, so, yeah, just in my own my own little uh, world there, that was uh, I, my best leaders that I still am in contact with today. We're just humble, awesome people, 
checked in on me all the time, even though they were like four ranks above me. <laughs> it was just, it was a great experience with them. Well, and I think you said a good word there is vulnerable, right? We're, we're vulnerable too. We're not perfect. I mean, so just, I don't know, it's been a couple weeks, a couple weeks ago. Um, so we had this executive leader readiness program and I went through the executive leaders raising program and R2 program, uh, one of the counselors, Callie is her name. Uh, so she's part of this program and she sits you down and, and you kind of talk to her about, you know, what's going on, how's everything going, da, da, da. And she is, it, it's interesting, similar to me in, in leadership styles. Um, but you've got to open up and be vulnerable because all of us have things going on in our lives. All of us have stressors in our life, Right. And we've got to be vulnerable to open up and give that information. And when I did that, right, to her, I usually do it to my wife. Uh, so she usually gets all the vulnerability. But when I opened up to her and talked to her about some stuff, she gave me good counsel. And, and, and I, you know, and it has helped me as a leader. Uh, you know, I was just amazing to, you know, get that off my chest. And, you know, for her to give me feedback. So we've got to be vulnerable. We've got to talk to people and let the stressors out and then let them be able to provide us feedback. And we've got to self-reflect, take that feedback to make us not just a better leader, but a better person. Because remember, each and every one of us is a person, right? Yeah, we might be a leader. We might be a soldier, but we are all people. As you know, the chief staff of the Army says people first. Well, I tell you, at First Corps, that is our number one priority, and we mean it, right? Because actions, actions speak louder than words. Like the other day, well, I know it wasn't the other day. It was a couple months ago. As, as we talk about actions and people first, uh, there was some uh, situation in the barracks uh, dealing with uh, some mildew that they thought was mold. And so I took, I grabbed the whole team because we can solve problems, but we got to take action. And I took the team down there, found out it wasn't mold. It was actually mildew, but there was another problem that was causing that. So guess what? The team was there. We moved the soldiers out of those barracks and they're fixing the problem. That is taking action. That is people first. That is making sure that organization understands that our number one priority is people first because we mean it and we take action on it. We're, we're talking about how to be yourself, and we've mentioned a lot of different things already, transparency, being vulnerable, asking for feedback, self-reflecting, relationships, and many other things we've already kind of touched on. But in your article, you also mentioned reading. Can you talk a little bit about how reading helps you uh, be yourself? Oh. Reading has been enormous and in, uh, in helping me develop myself because every single book has different ideas, right? I mean, you can go into iBooks, you can go into Google, you can go on Amazon, whatever, type in leadership, and there's all different kind of leadership books on there, right? Um, two great books that I loved reading was uh, Team of Teams by General Retired Stanley McChrystal and Radical Inclusion by Retired General Martin Dempsey. Two great books. And then obviously one of them that I mentioned in there also, Start With Why, uh, from Simon Sinek. 
three great books. I've read plenty of other books, but them them three kind of stick with me and and has helped me uh, grow as a leader. But I think any book, any leadership book, uh, you can pick up and have different ideas in there. Now, a lot of, you know, some even business books, right? Business books you can take and relate that back to what we do in the military. So I, I, you know, and also going to Barnes and Noble and get your hardback book. There's plenty of um, leadership books at Barnes and Noble. But as I said, you know, at the beginning is I think it's important if, if you can read, write and speak, you're dangerous. You're dangerous. It's, it's important to read and get different ideas from different people instead of just watching or listening. But you actually can read ideas at the same time. And, you know, and then we got all this great new social media, YouTube. Uh, I didn't have that when I was growing up. I mean, I didn't even have these computers that were sitting in front of us when I was growing up, right? We had to read doctrine out of the hardcovers, right? Out of hardback books. Same thing, you know, when in school, hardback books. So I've always, you know, picked up the books and read. Uh, you know, perfect example is when I was younger, I used to ask my my stepfather and uh, to, hey, you know, you always ask them questions. Why, 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 why? Uh, we probably all have done it as children. And one day he looked at me and he pointed to our shelf and he was like, if you want the answers, start reading and do some research in them encyclopedia and dictionaries. And that is where I started understanding about reading and also researching to find my answers. Um, and then after I do that research and uh, reading, then I was able to go back to ask my uh, you know, stepfather saying, hey, I, I did this research, but I don't understand this. Guess what? That also helped me to ask better questions. Right. Because instead of just all the why questions, uh, they help me ask better questions. So reading and understanding that also helps you with writing, helps you out with, you know, speaking, because now you understand the information uh, and helps you out as a leader to become be yourself as a leader. Uh, I, I've got a question. I don't know how. You're going to take this one, but uh, what words of advice do you, Command Sergeant Major Carnes, have for Sergeant Carnes, E5 Sergeant Carnes? What what words of wisdom would you give to yourself? You know, briefly, what what, what do you what would you say? <laughs> that is an awesome question. I never had somebody ask me a question. Um, so one thing I w- I would say is. You know, to understand to self-reflect early and to look at yourself and look at your background, how you came up and speaking from the heart. So self-reflect, not just speak from the mind, but speak from the heart and be yourself, not necessarily a yeller, because what I found out, you know, is yelling. Don't get you nowhere. Number one thing, nobody wants to come talk to you if you're yelling all the time. Um, and people turn you off when you're yelling. That don't get us anywhere when we yell. You, you get upset. You need to take yourself out of the situation, calm yourself down, and then re-engage. That's how you do it, right? I've had, I've had you know, soldiers 
uh, before that I've made corrections on and, you know, not stand up, pray dressed. Did I get upset in the situation? No. Could I have? Sure, of course. Instead, we had a discussion. Hey, why you don't stand up, pray dressed when you're talking to, you know, an NCO? You know, what, what does it say, you know, in, in doctrine, right? What have you been taught in basic training? And and help them self-reflect on some of their teachings or even some of their background to understand, like, you're right, Psalm Major. I, I need to stand pray to rest for you, right? Because it's the right thing to do. It's courteous. It's respectful. Just the same thing I tell them. You know, hey, when you become a sergeant, when you become a non-commissioned officer, guess what? You expect that same respect because we've earned it. But you've got to also be reciprocal and give that respect back to them. So we got to respect them as people. So then they understand, okay, about respect and it's reciprocal. And then that will make them a better leader because guess what? They will be reciprocal. They will understand about caring. They'll understand about respecting other people. And that is, you know, where you also start getting into being empathetic, putting yourself in their shoes, right? Maybe, you know, they were not taught something. And instead, you know, you're getting mad at somebody. Well, maybe they weren't taught and they need to be taught or retaught. So a development moment, right? And guess what? If you yell at them, they're going to turn you off. So you can't develop them. But if you speak to them and have a conversation with them, then guess what? Then they're tuned to what you're saying as we talk about active listening. And just not active listening, but hearing what you're saying they will take that and they will remember that and do that in the future. Sergeant Major, would, would Sergeant Carnes have taken Sergeant Major Carnes' advice? <laughs> he, hey, he better have. <laughs> <laughs> because, I, I, because I think that's the key there. I think it's one of the things of that kind of um, retrospection kind of thing it would be that, you know, for the young NCOs out there is that, we have, you know, we, we don't have that ability to kind of give ourselves advice, you know, um, back in the old, but we, what we do have is we have senior leaders who have been there, who have set an example, set an example um, that are that are trying to make them better. And I think as long as we, as junior leaders, listen to those who have been there, who have set the example, who have lived through and, and some hard lessons, um, or just listening to conversations, I think if they take that advice, I think uh, it, it would be probably just as good or uh or better than giving yourself advice yeah agree 100 percent. and and that's where kind of this article right i want them to start understanding about being yourself before they become a leader because you know our what, what's happening now is we go to blc and everyone thinks you come out of blc and hey i'm this great leader that doesn't happen obviously i'm a perfect example it doesn't happen and I tell the soldiers all the time, because they'll, they'll be one thing they always say, you know, my my sergeant is not a good NCO, right? Well, I said, of course he's not. <laughs> I mean, he's learning about leadership. I need you to help him to become a better leader. Don't go gunscreen. Hey, help him. How can you help him like them four squad leaders help me to become a better leader? Because, hey, again, we... We go to BLC and all of a sudden we think that we're great and we're not. It takes years to develop 
into that leader. I mean, it took me five years to really understand leadership. And then it goes back to us as senior leaders being present, being present among our formation. And and I, if I can do it as a course on major, anybody can do it. You've got to find time on the calendar and go out and about and see your soldiers and see your leaders and just have conversation with them and, and talk to them, see what's going on. Hey, how can I help you? Wow. Tell me that's not powerful. How can I help you? Um, you know, in their situations. And then when they tell you what you can help them out, actually take action and fix it. I mean, them, them things are powerful, but getting out and being present among your formations called time management and you got to find that time on your calendar to be able to go do that and be among your formations to find out what's going on. As you know, General, General Retired Dempsey said in Radical Inclusion, the ground truth. The ground truth is down with your soldiers, down with your junior leaders. That's where the truth is at because they're the, they're the action arm on everything we do, right? So, you know, going down and talking to them and getting their opinion on stuff. And then once you get their opinion – and then from there, you know, or, hey, I need, I need help with this. Then you go and, you know, solve the problem. And then you provide them feedback. Even if you can't solve the problem, come back to them and provide them feedback. Every time someone brings me a problem, I provide them feedback. I say, hey, here's what we've done to fix it. Here's what we're doing to fix it. Or, hey, sorry, I just cannot fix it. And this is the reason why. And that is the key or one of the keys to leadership is also going back and providing them feedback on what you've done. Because a lot of them, you know, you probably have all heard is, you know, hey, we, I, I've told my leadership about my pay problem and I heard, have not heard nothing in three weeks. First thing I always do is ask the, okay, have you gone and talked to your leadership in them three weeks? Hey, just get some feedback because maybe they're busy. Okay. And maybe, you know, they've gotten busy doing something, maybe something else, more important came up. So you've got to be reciprocal and go back and ask them. Then also I talk to leadership and say, hey, you all got to provide feedback to them saying, hey, I'm working it. Um, you know, it might be another week or, hey, here's what I've done to fix it or here what I, you know, uh, how we fixed it or, hey, I just cannot fix it. And here's the reason why. So we got to also provide feedback and be present among our formations. Uh, I think it all leads back to uh, setting an example by being yourself. You set an example to all the soldiers out there, all the the people that you're leading. Um, and you know, if you set a good example and you're humble and you you care and you do what's right for the right reason at the right time, I think uh, ultimately, you know, the the soldiers are going to see it and they're going to try to emulate you, or if anything, at least maybe do everything they can not to let you down. I remember leaders like that, that I didn't, I didn't want to, I felt there was one in particular when, when I remember failing him and, and I, I, I remember um, feeling upset with myself because it was like, almost like upsetting my dad, you know, and, and I think that that kind of inspiration, the kind of inspiration I got from that person, and that's when I have found my turnaround, by the way, is that, uh, that I realized that this, that's the kind of leader that I wanted to be, not exactly like him, but somebody like him that, uh, that inspires that kind of um, that's that kind of feeling in in, in, in you know in someone. That loyalty. Oh yeah. man, oh man. Yeah, I had uh, so in I had grown up. So when I was at uh, Fort Hood, Texas, 
as a young uh, PFC, and I was a uh, so I was eleven Mike back uh, before everyone became eleven Bravos, and uh, so you know I was a driver of a Bradley, and we'd gotten done with uh, you know our field prom. It was like zero one in the morning. By the time we got back, we had to take the Bradleys through the wash rack, put them in the motor pool, and then we still had to come you know up and clean our weapon system. So this is like a said zero one in the morning i am just beat because you know driving the whole time and you know no sleep so i get into my room and you know the doors open because we have to keep our doors open as we're cleaning weapons so i'm I'm there cleaning my weapons i fall asleep and one of the squad leaders come in and he just starts destroying me like like i mean my weapon went all over the place and everything like that you know saying you know wake your wake your butt up da 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 right I said, Roger, Sergeant. And so, and then my uh, team leader, squad leader, uh, Sergeant Gonzalez came in, in the room and he told that squad leader, he was like, hey, leave him alone. That is my soldier. I will take care of him. And so the other squad leader leaves, Sergeant Gonzalez comes in and he goes, hey, give me your weapon. He goes, now you go to sleep. I went to sleep. He cleaned my weapon system. I never woke up until the next morning and everyone was gone because this was a Friday. I'm, I'm sorry, it was a Thursday. And then we had Friday, Saturday and Sunday off from the field prom. I woke up the next morning. Everyone's gone. Everyone's sleeping. I'm like, what happened? Right type of deal. And but he took my weapon and cleaned it for me. He took care of me. And as you're saying about setting an example, that was an example I, I wanted to set. Was I lost in my ways at the beginning of Z5 and E6? I was. And then when them, that was one of the self-reflecting I did when them four squallers talked to me to remember about Sergeant Gonzalez and what he did for me. Uh, like was like, wow, you talking about setting an example, you talking about caring and taking care of your soldiers. Obviously, I've not forgot that. 30, 30 years, going on 31 years in the military, I've not forgotten Sergeant Gonzalez and what he did for me that day. Sergeant Major, as a call to action, what is your hope for soldiers to do after reading your article? Yeah, call to action. I like it. Uh, so I, I want them to, you know, read it, self-reflect on it, and think about who they are, right? What was their background? How were they brought up, right? Different people brought up different ways. So how were you brought up, and how does that make you the person that you are today. And then once you figure that out, then understand because now we're understanding who we are, then how does that relate just not from the mind, but how does that relate from the heart? And then being yourself from that. And that will translate into, you know, the caring, being authentic. Um, and you're gonna stumble. Don't get me wrong. You're going to, we all have, you're going to stumble. You're going to make failures, but that's where, you know, we built that relationship with senior leaders and that you trust that I'm going to be there for you. When you stumble and you fail, I'm going to pick you up, dust you off and point you in the right direction to help you become a better leader. Cause you, you, you don't same thing. It's like going to BLC. You go to BLC. You're not this great leader. Once you walk out of there, same thing. Once you do that self-reflection, you think about the heart and mind and what does that mean? You got to put that in action. And the action is not always going to be right up front. So you have to be humble to be able to receive feedback 
to make you a better leader into the future. Thank you, Sergeant Major Carnes, for joining us, and thank you to our audience. Remember to put your knowledge to the page, submit articles, and get published with the Inso Journal. Don't forget to check out our webpage and follow us on social media. We'll catch you next time on the Inso Journal Podcast.